The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Now, we spent the first half hour giving you our conversation with Premier Notley. You might have noticed that we took no time off the top and had no time left at the bottom. <laughs> we actually held her for seven or eight more minutes than we had previously agreed with her people that we would. Um, the reaction's been quite... Well, strong as we the, as I said during yeah. the interview that people are ticked off yes. they're angry and hey guess what that's exactly what's showing 95% on the text line right mm-hmm. now uh, yeah I mean if you want to call and it's not surprising sure I mean I, I'm more than happy listen let's just put it this way let's just be honest I'm more than happy to open up the phone lines at 496-0063 if you want to react and have others listen to your reaction to what you just heard um, on the other hand if we just want to leave it there. All we can do is ask the questions. We can't. We can only control the questions, not the answers. So we can ask the questions. We can hit as many points as we think we can hit in a very limited amount of time, and we get you the. We, and then we have to sit back like you and listen to the answer, um, and that's what we did. So, I mean, as a listener, uh, if I were to sit back and say, "Okay, do I know anything more now than I knew before?" Uh, in a way, yes. The facts have not changed for me, but I'm starting to see the framework for how this election campaign is likely to look um, in terms of when an election is going to be held. That's pure speculation at this point, and I guess uh, the Premier decided not to announce it on our show. Shame. <laughs> but basically, it comes down to this. It has to be held between March 1st and May 31st, so an election's coming. Uh, as to when they hold it, maybe they wait for a favorable ruling from the NEB, um, but there's a danger in that for the NDP. And one of the dangers in that is that these things don't necessarily always happen on time. And the longer they wait, the more likely, for example, university students are no longer in university. And that's actually important because in their base in Edmonton and Calgary, that helps mm. them a lot um, because they're there. It's easy for them to vote and they tend to support NDP. That's a very big generalization, but honest to gosh, it's true. Um, Also, uh, you know, people are, given everything that's happened with Bighorn as just as an an example, uh, many citizens feel as though they hadn't been heard, and they feel as though um, not holding public consultation uh, has somehow (laughs) taken away their democratic rights. The same thing can be said of not calling an election. There's going to be one anyway. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, you you can sit and hold on and wait for some good news from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can hold on while you're waiting for that good news and tick more people off because yeah. there's no good news. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we're on the eve of a, an election one way or another. And you know what, guys? Chadville, you're going to hear more and more of the stump, and you're going to hear more and more of the same talking points over and over again. Mm-hmm. We're heading into what's likely going to be another nasty campaign. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, and I just think that's politics anymore, unfortunately. It is, and you know, I should stop there, and and you know, while I'm ahead. Mm. But I'm going to go further and just say, again, as an Albertan, as a voter, as someone who's not honestly made up their mind. Um, I I think, can we all agree on this, to some extent or another, that the last election was the result, and we've talked about it mm-hmm. forever, the last election was as a result more of an angry vote against as opposed to a supportive Support vote for. for, right? And as a result, we got 
a government that many thought was a surprise government. I'm not saying that that is true. I'm saying that that's a view held by many that we voted a government out as opposed to voting a government in. And you, you would hope that this time around we look at it differently. But how many of you on our texting line are basically just saying we need to get them out? And I'm not. Well, here you're doing the same thing as four years ago. It's uh, to yeah. me identical. Yeah. The names have changed, yeah. but the reactions the yeah. same. Can we please, please? And I'm speaking now to all of you and to our party leaders and to our uh, candidates for government. Can you please tell us what you're going to do? I, I would love to latch on to somebody or some concept or some party that said that didn't start with, here's what they did wrong. Yeah. I, I would like to hear, here's what we're going to do right. And, you know, again, I always say there's no black and white to this. We live in a world of gray. Not everything the NDP did was bad. Not everything they did was good. And the same, I can say the same of all, all the parties, right? But we're in an economic crisis here, and nobody likes to use the word crisis, but it's a crisis. And I, I, at this point, I don't even care. We tried with the Premier. We tried. I, I tried to get her to say something unfavorable about the Prime Minister. I tried. Set it up. It was T-ball. She could have, but she didn't want to, and that's fine. But I, I'm done with that. Tell me when we're getting this expansion, because you know what? Number one issue is going to be jobs in the economy. That is heavily tied to the expansion of a pipeline. Yeah, well, that's what she said. It's, we're waiting on yeah. NEB. Yeah. So is that it then, right? I mean, can right, any she party govern she in a great economy? somewhat optimistic that it might happen this this year. There's yeah. no time. She doesn't know. Trust me, if there's one person out there right now... That would love to see that the would expansion love to see approved. And absolutely. get that like, stamp tomorrow? Absolutely. You're right. Uh, you, know, not, you know, all the thousands of oil workers out there as well. But you can bet your life that the Premier right now had had... I had that been approved in the fall. Mm -hmm. Had the the you know had it not been turned over. And had construction started. I'm guessing yep. there would have been an early election called. Yeah. And you know this text and and it's a text of among hundreds mm -hmm. that we received over the last half hour. Kenny has made it very clear he will scrap the carbon tax. There's a will do for you. But again, first of all, and no offense to Mr. Kenny. Does anybody at this point trust any politician to do what they say, first of all? But second of all, again, we're talking about, all right, let's roll back everything the NDP did. Like, let's, you know what I mean? Like, not, you know, I'm taking this to an extreme. But again, it's sort of that attitude that we're going to go fix all the screw-ups from the last four years, as opposed to we have an economic crisis that is caused by factors outside of our province that honestly wouldn't have changed, really, regardless mm -hmm. of who was governing at the time. So my question is, how do we work around that? Like, how, what, what do we do? And, wh and when will we do it? And yeah, I guess I've said enough. I mean, it's, it's the same point over and over again. I'm tired of the noise. I said it during the conversation. Oh. I'm tired get, of the noise. Get, get ready for it to get even noisier. Yeah, because it is going it is going to get noisier um, within the next five months. Yeah. A lot noisier. And uh, you have to wade through it all, as we all do. And um, again, we make your own decisions. Make your own decisions. Mm -hmm. You have to read the stuff and you have to uh, educate yourself and uh, go to different outlets, go to different places and uh, take it all in. Can I, can I say this? Without a, it's probably against some rule somewhere. Great. Uh, but at the time when I asked uh, our premier about the Alberta party, and, and really the question kind of changed, to be honest with you, halfway through the question. But um, my question was really, you know, if, from my mind, I didn't really set the question up this way. From my mind, <laughs> the lines are drawn very clearly. 
the NDP are going to say that if you vote the UCP in, um, that we're going to lose protection and any gains that have been made for marginal groups and mm. LGBTQT uh, community and all that kind of stuff. They're going to go social. social. And the UCP is going to promise to fix the economy and going to say that the NDP have mismanaged the economy. And those are the obvious mm -hmm. lines of battle. But then you have the Alberta party in the middle. And in, to be honest with you, in some ways, I think our premier might just have talked some people into voting for the Alberta party because her answer basically said, well, they're the old conservative party. And don't many of us now, in hindsight... Mm. fondly remember certain aspects of the PC party as it was, the Conservative Party, where it was like, they had a lot of liberals in the Conservative co yeah. Party, right? So you had you had sort of like this social conscious, conscience teamed with fiscal responsibility, and you yeah. go, yeah. Yeah, Andrew, but that's kind of like getting a divorce, and then, and then, and <laughs> you know, a year later, you haven't dated anyone, and you're kind of lonely, and you're wishing that you kind of had that person back again, yeah. just because you forget all the bad crap that went uh, along with uh, it, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> Maybe it'll work a second time. <laughs> I'll clean up. I'll clean up more maybe than I did one, the first maybe time. Maybe just one dinner date. I'll complain less. Yeah. I'll, I'll pick up the odd check. With a little kiss here and there. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, go first, ahead. can I just say this? Sure, please. Uh, how about that Oilers game last night? Boy, it turned a uh, game broke out uh, late in the third period. <laughs> we were we were there, and I understand a lot of people had problems oh, boy, at oh boy. home. It was on on high def. Um, it was well, you couldn't watch it. We we ended up watching it on low def. It was like a light show, or right? Slow, like it was just like it? a flashing. Yeah, it was light. just like a, a strobe yeah. light almost. So right, we watched strobe. it on. Would that be low def? I guess I high guess, def, low yeah. def, whatever the know. the old channels that we used to watch. Mm. And it was. A, Oh my gosh, how far have we... Like, I don't know how we watch sports like that for so long. Really? It was so fuzzy and blur. It could have been my eyes, but, yeah, you know, well, or a glass of wine. No, it wasn't. Could have been the wine, yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't, but it was just like, oh my gosh, what a, what a difference. Well, it was interesting because it looked like... And maybe this is... I, I know when... Uh, but people were... Ticked oh, off. were they ever? I was uh, keeping an eye on Twitter uh, a little bit. I mean, uh, at a live game, I don't want to be staring at my phone. Yeah. I want to be staring at the game. Right? Don't be but, that guy. Exactly. I think I only tweeted twice, which is unusual for me during an Oilers game. Um, now, I was warned by many fans when Hitchcock became head coach that this might typically be the kind of game that you'll yep. see, right? Um, but it hasn't been the case. And I know that that's not what... I shouldn't say I know. I've heard that Hitchcock doesn't want the kind of game that he saw last night. These uh, odd man rushes back and forth end to end. Um, but it, it had moments, you know, where, okay, the Oilers... The Oilers get the first goal. You're like, ah, this better not be how this game goes. And then, you know, it's tied up. And, oh, no, we gave up another easy one. Oh, no, no, we tied it up. And then it became a snooze fest, frankly, mm -hmm. for the better part of a period mm -hmm. uh, and a bit. And then we sort of resolved ourselves in uh, Roger's place to the fact that we are unlikely to tie this one up and go into overtime with, you know, how many ever seconds left? That eight seconds yeah. left, right? And then, like I say, if you arrived halfway through the third period, that was a heck of a great game. Or if you <laughs> if you left during the first period and returned, heck of a great game. But, uh, you know, anytime I'm watching a game live, and I, I, I hope I don't jinx anybody here, I'm always grateful mm. that the game goes all the way to a shootout because mm. it just feels like You're getting your I'm money getting worth. so much yeah, more yeah. entertainment value out of well, this. Well, I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm glad that uh, you were at the game last night because I would have hate to have seen how your Twitter would have blown up 
<laughs> yes, you're right. If you hadn't been able to watch the Oh, game, I'd have been but, losing my mind. Yeah, and I, I didn't even bad. know. I didn't even understand that people were having that issue until yeah. near the oh. beginning of the third period. When, and you kinda, we kind of kept yeah. hoping that it would, you know. Correct itself. Yeah, and it just didn't. So yeah. uh, Anyway, so, um, hey, maybe, you know, if if the Oilers make it to playoffs and it's spring, yeah. maybe you can ride a bike to a game. Yeah, you know what? How about this? There's a story in Edmonton that involves bikes. Um, <laughs> that I might actually be in favor of. So mark this day on your calendar. You still have to know how to use the bike lanes properly. And there has to be proper bike lanes. But uh, aside from those two things, an idea pitched mm-hmm. based on uh, the experience of other municipalities across North America of having shared bike uh, accessible yeah. to citizens set up by the city but run privately, which... Uh, I don't know what that means, honestly. I know what privately run means. I don't know what set up by the city means, but I guess they're going to have to be licensed and meet certain criteria. But I've seen it. I've seen it in cities I've been in. I've not used it, honestly, but I've seen it and I always thought it was a great idea. Yeah, you know what? Uh, we we were just in New Orleans, as you know, and uh, New Orleans has it. And, uh, you know, depending on how you want to see the quarter or the, the business district or Magazine Street or the Garden District, whatever it is, yeah. um, I, I think it's, it's a, a, great, I, I, a great idea. And I'll be honest, we walked by the, the little pods where you park the bikes mm. and they were empty. Like it was, there was people all over the well, place using yeah. the bikes. I've seen on it on a Van- nice day. Yeah, I've seen it in Vancouver. I've seen yeah. it in New Orleans, Kelowna. Uh, I have not uh, personally seen yeah. it in Kelowna, but I know they have it there. My only question would be, and again, you know, I'm a proud uh, Edmontonian, first and Albertan, second, and well, I don't know what order they're in Canadian. Is there enough to see in downtown Edmonton to bike around? Is you know because New Orleans. Vancouver, Vancouver. Well, you, you walk, you, you, you know, yeah, ride the grab seawall. the bike, uh, head on down, yeah. watch the cruise ships, uh, go to the, uh, you know, go to the ocean. You can go to the park. The the people in probably downtown business association, those folks who are living and working uh, downtown, would probably say yes, there is uh, enough. So you know, through the legislature yes. grounds, well, sure. all of all of that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's growing. It's getting there. Yeah, into the River Valley. You can take the funicular down into the River Valley. You have to remember that access, too, and the trails down through there. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, for me, I guess sometimes you can't see the mountains when you live in them. So Yeah, um, but you are you don't go downtown very often, and um, my view on downtown has changed... Somewhat over the past okay. number of years, you'll That's remember optimistic. a couple of years oh, back sure that, do. yeah, and uh, the firestorm that one created when I said that there wasn't a whole lot to do down there when we did our our uh, I staycation. Um, totally remember it. But you know what, Coach and I will go down and we've found stuff to do. Whether it's our walk tales thing and we go, you know, from you know Rogers Place and just walk all the way down and stop at different places yeah. and see things, or we go down to the ledge grounds, or we go down to one of the festivals, whatever it is. Um, Downtown is growing on me, and sorry, down. Yeah, I don't. But it's it's getting there, and I think I mean, if you look, eighteen years ago when I moved to the city, downtown, I'm going to say right now, I was a bit of a hole. Wow, it wasn't very nice. There wasn't sure. much to do down there. See, you know, here's how I see but it. I think the food and the bars sure. and the different places to go to. Uh, yeah, I think it's changed dramatically. My suggestion would be this, and I'll just throw it out into the universe. And then, if somebody who uh, you know is mm. involved in this sort of thing happens to hear it, you can take credit for it if you think it's a good idea. Do you know uh, when you go to a, a park, 
um, a trail. Like you go to mm-hmm. a set of trails. And at the entrance to the trails, they have the distance that this trail will be. So take the red trail yeah. and, and it'll yep. be, you know. Yep. If, they, if the city um, provides that information on some sort of signage or if yeah. the companies that um, end up running these businesses provide that, I think they'll have much greater success. Because when you think about it, and I live in Edmonton, so I rent a bike at whatever location. Now, where am I going? Do you know? You know what I mean? Like, so do I just bike to the ledge and come back again, or do I bike to the? You know, but if they were to say to me, "Hey, how far do you want to go?" Yeah. You know, it's this many mile or this many kilometers should take you about this much time, but you can see this, 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 yeah. and this. Or if you want a quick trip, yeah. right? Or you know, I, I just well, think that maybe this, it would work out better. And I think, and I think that's a great idea. I, I really think that's a great idea. And I think part of this is is also it's from what I've seen in the in other places and with some of the car sharing stuff, it's not. Uh, you you pick up at point A and you have to return it to point A. Mm-hmm. You can go from point A to B and then you leave it at that next docking spot where someone else can go would pick yeah. it up. So you don't have to do that full circle. You can go to somewhere and go from there. We we stayed at a resort in Mexico one time that had bikes. Mm. And, and I can't recall which one it was because it's been so long now. Um but it was actually the resort that had the bikes. And it was just basically to get around the resort. <laughs> and I loved it. Like you, were it was able, a, you were able to ride a bike around the resort. Oh, absolutely. I, I ride bikes every summer. Like, I am. I do actually like riding bikes. It's really funny because I always feel like I, I come across as anti-bike, but I'm not. I love riding my bike. Um, I just don't love riding it downtown at this point in time. But, I, but yeah, getting the bike and riding around the resort was actually really, really cool. And it's like a shopping cart because There's it's a an resort. Image. I know. You can actually <laughs> drop the bike anywhere. It's like and they'll it. come around and get yeah. the bike. You know, hopefully they'll look for me if I dropped it by the ocean. Yeah, that's weird. Footprints, you know, bike footprints into the ocean, nothing. Well, we should look into that. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.